What's up gamers? It's time to take a game break. This is episode 35 and as usual I'm your host Cole Wise. We have a full party today and those players joining us are the traveling gamer Eve Ramos. Hi. The man that bleeds Japanese video games Daniel Jensen. Hey guys. The man who can and does platinum every game Jared Masagi. Yo. And remember, you too could be on the show just by going to game-break.com and sending us a message or hitting up on Twitter at GB underscore podcast. And remember, we're not developers. We're not journalists. We're gamers just like you. And this is your video game podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be backtracking a little bit to talk about Paris Games Week. As uh, any listener of the show who's been tuned in this long knows uh, we do miss weeks here and there. You know, this isn't uh, a paid gig for us. We do it for fun. And, uh, you know, the goal is to hit every week, but, you know, things come up. So we apologize for that. We've got another topic we have to get to next week. So I promise we will get to the topic of things that piss off gamers. And we're still looking forward to having you guys write in and send us anything that pisses you guys off about video games and we'll talk about that or again anyone who wants to be a guest on the show we can do that too it's all completely free so let's get into it paris games week uh let's see we'll start with uh jared and then we're gonna go eve you guys had a couple of games you wanted to mention and then i'm gonna have a shout out and then we'll get into our our list that we all agree on so let's start with you jared what did you want to talk about uh, the game I want to talk about was the very first game that was shown in the pre-show, and that was Guacamelee 2. Again, I I loved Guacamelee 1. Fantastic game, a precision platformer, unique puzzles, unique art style, unique story. It was just a great game on the Vita. Uh, Guacamelee 2 will be coming out soon-ish, is what they emphasized. And it will just be on the PS4. So no Vita version. So again, I'm upset about that. But again, it is a great game. I agree. I think the Vita thing is a sad drop. It's it's not an easy platformer, but very fun game. Worth checking out. And yeah. It, and with with that said about the Vita... Uh, Drinkbox Studios is one of the studios that really, really leaned heavily into the Vita. They created games solely for the Vita. For Drinkbox not to make Guacamelee 2 on the Vita, uh, that that's going to be one of the last nails in the Vita's coffin. Is If Drinkbox made another game for the Vita, there was still life in it with them not making one. For the Vita, it. I think this is one of the last signs for the Vita. Yeah, I couldn't have said that better myself. Uh, now, Eve, you had a game you wanted to talk about. I do, but my heart aches for the Vita. Ugh. I feel okay, you, bro. I the game you. I'm most excited for is Blood and Truth. Because I, I love VR. My favorite experience when I got the virtual reality headset was the London Heist scenario um, and that whole demo disc. 
And that mm -hmm. was just a small portion. Did you guys ever? Did you guys get a chance to play that? Yes. Yep. Sure did. Yeah, it, especially the London Heist. Uh, depending on who you give, like first timers to, you can either have them do the shark experience or the London Heist experience. And again, that is a fantastic game for your first time playing VR. Yeah, I totally agree, and I think it's awesome that they're taking all of this fun stuff and pretty much putting it onto a much bigger experience. So, instead of it being just like maybe an hour, hour's worth of gameplay, you're going to be getting way more. And I, I don't know, just to me it was the most fun, and I'm excited. I'm excited to try this game out. Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Well, then we'll uh, we'll move on to the game I wanted to give a shout-out to, which was Shadow of the Colossus. Uh, there's not much to say here. It's it's an older game. It's pretty much just a game where you fight bosses. In fact, I don't even feel that compelled to describe it that much because I'm sure people know what this game is. But they're remastering it for PS4, and I've got to say the, the graphics in it, you wouldn't know this game came out on PS2 so many years ago. It looks gorgeous. Uh, there was a concern because there have been people who have demoed the game at previous events and they were saying that the uh, the controls were the same as they were on PS2. Mm -hmm. But uh, I've also heard from other people that uh, they have the ability to switch the controls. So when you get in, I don't know when it will ask you or it may just be an options menu kind of thing. But there will be new controls for it. Because uh, somebody on one of the kind of funny shows had mentioned, like, what a waste of time to build this game, make it look gorgeous, have it play on the PS4, and then not change the control scheme. Because the control scheme is things like pressing triangle to run. Nobody does that in video oh. games anymore. It's the analog stick. So I thought the same thing. I thought, what a terrible waste. But it sounds like there are two different ways to play it old school and their uh, their new way of doing it so we don't have to worry about that but uh, if you're a fan of big boss fights this is definitely a game to look into I'm stoked for it too honestly what they should do is give it Call of Duty controls and put soap in there so what the hell yeah Call of Duty Shadow of the Colossus crossover it's what the hell <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Can you show uh, some respect for Shadow of the Colossus, okay? Is, is, is that Shadow of the Colossus with like with like a, a uh, handicap mode enabled? No, actually, I changed my mind. I want them to do a crossover with Shadow of War. Hmm. Interesting choice. Yeah. Call of Duty might grab more of the kids, though. <laughs> you, you you may be onto something, Eve. community. <laughs> uh, all right, so let's get into our our big list here, and this is this is the order we're going to talk about it. But we've all got something to say about these uh, these other five games. So these are the big ones that we all picked out together. We've got Hong Kong Massacre, Ghost of Tsushima, the new Spider-Man yeah. game. 
Detroit Become Human, and then lastly, but not leastly, we'll talk about The Last of Us Part 2. So let's get into Hong Kong Massacre. That looked like it'd be interesting, and Eve, you were the one who picked it out first, so I'll let you talk about that one. Oh, man. Well, I was a big fan of Hotline Miami, so seeing the gameplay for Hong Kong Massacre got me pretty excited. But not only that, I'm super stoked on the visuals of the game. <laughs> it looks really pretty, and I'm, I'm a sucker for pretty games. Yeah, and with that style, with that hectic uh, twin twin stick gun kind of controls, and those visuals, it's gonna be beautiful and absolutely crazy to look at. So it's gonna be a that looks like a fun game. Yeah, the uh, I'm always looking for a good twin stick shooter because I don't play them super often. But there have been a few that, you know, like have been really fun and they're just easy games to get into and kick back. And it's it's got a good focus on gameplay. But for the most part, it seems like that's what twin stick shooters are, is a focus just on the gameplay, not so much the visuals, not so much the story. And this looks like it's going to be a really good blend of both. So this could be one of PS4's top twin stick shooters i'm really excited for that myself now the next one on our list that i think all of us are pretty psyched for but daniel you called it first ghost of tsushima (laughs) you mind telling us about that one oh i've waited so long for an open world samurai action game my god I have waited so long. I honestly thought Assassin's Creed was going to do it first, but who knows? Maybe this will maybe this will uh push them. I was just very surprised it was Sucker Punch. That actually kind of surprised me because I was watching the trailer and I was like, "Holy crap." And then they just dropped the logo. I was like, "Oh, I see." Uh, but I I don't I don't want to sound like um like like um oh the uh, blah 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 like this is too hard but i don't want it to be like neo like as far as the difficulty like i mean i'm not saying i want it easy but it, i would just like it like just enjoyable like not to the point where it's just like you're ripping your hair out trying to kill a boss if they can do that and just and make the open world good and just make a damn good story, I think it'll be perfect. I'm I'm very hopeful and I hopefully there's gameplay next month. I need to see more of this game and I need to see it now. I have to agree with everything you said. Um I actually really like Neil. I like how it's hard. It reminds me a lot of Bloodborne. But a open world game like Horizon with a Japanese samurai setting. That would be great. Now, I don't I don't want to be too excited about this one cuz I just want to see gameplay first. That tells us a, a lot about what we're going to do, what we're going to how we're going to play, how the game functions. So right now we got a, a tone piece trailer. That was great. I want to see how the game will actually run before I get really excited. 
But then again, it's Sucker Punch. They do really good work, so it should be a great game. I wonder if they're going to have a morale system like Infamous, where if you could be like a, a good samurai or you can side with the uh, Mongols or whatever it is that for the uh, war thing that's supposed to be taking place, I, I think that'd be an interesting dynamic. I don't think it will be a morale system. I think it will be an honor system, the honor of a samurai. So you could probably either be, and again, this is all guessing, either honorable like a samurai or like an or darker like a ninja or something like that so who knows honestly i just hope that they have a mulan dlc <laughs> with szechuan sauce included i was just gonna say if somebody mentions szechuan sauce we're gonna have to end the podcast <laughs> like, oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> it's been great, guys. I'm sorry. I ruined it for everybody. <laughs> All right. Well, this game breaks over. But <laughs> now, I got to say, though, I, I hadn't even thought about that, having some kind of honor system. And, yeah, as you guys are bringing it up, I, I side more with what Jared was saying. that uh, Because I don't think he would side with the Mongols because it sounds like it's kind of yeah. a revenge story. So... I think Jared kind of hit the nail on the head where it could very easily be a you're going to go after this guy, but are you going to do it in an honorable way or are you going to do it where you're more bloodthirsty revenge kind of a way? That would be great and it does make sense for Sucker Punch and the games that they've made in recent years. But I know that I have trust in this game because not only does it just visually, it is one of the best looking games that were on the floor there at um, Paris Games Week it just visually looks stunning but that's what shocked me the most honestly to see the Sucker Punch logo afterwards was that what a jump from Infamous Second Son to Ghost of Tsushima because it's just night and day difference they definitely have gotten a much better grasp on developing games for the PlayStation 4 it makes me even more excited to see how Sucker Punch is going to grow. So I'm I'm just excited for them as a development company seeing this trailer already. Uh, but you know what? Infamous gameplay felt great. Uh, they had a really good story to it. Uh, I, I really am a big fan of the game series. Not to mention it was really cool to get a superhero with my first name. But... I think I really I'm going to give them the any benefit of the doubt not that I have any but I'm really looking forward to this game myself. I think it's going to be uh one of the greats on PS4. I'm willing to bet that. Now, I'm kind of just wondering when it's going to release. Yeah. Oh, uh another 2 years from now. But they said they've been working on it for like 3-4 years. If if it was within a year, well, a year and a half, I would have said that they would have showed a gameplay trailer, like Horizon Zero Dawn. It was a short trailer plus gameplay, and then a year and a half later, the game was out. So with this just being a trailer, I would say it's two years out at minimum. But then again, who knows? I would think that they by... show gameplay at PSX. Exactly. Maybe. Maybe. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. I feel like say. maybe that's why they were saving it. 
Well, it could be a PSX thing where they go into it further, which I personally would hope so. Uh, I th thought they said Ghost of Tsushima was going to be at PSX this year. You guys can correct me if yep. I'm wrong. Yeah, so they did. I would think another trailer wouldn't be unreasonable. And if it's going to be at PSX, then it's got to have a demo. And I'm thinking if it's got a demo, then it really could be within that year and a half window. Now, as far as like release dates go, we've talked about this in the past. And I know I'm not telling you guys anything you don't already know, but Sony has cut back on announcing things too early. This could be early their, 2018. Right. This could be their way of saying, like, unless it's coming out next year, then we're not even going to give, like, a, oh, release window of 2019. We'll give release windows for stuff that's next year, and then anything beyond next year, we're not going to say anything. So who knows? Maybe next year is when we'll get a release window for 2019. So I don't disagree with what you said, Jared. It does, based on what we've... The experiences that we've had with release dates, I would say you're right to say a couple years from now like is a guarantee. But now that they're starting to change things up on us, it really could be that it's got a 2019 release date and they just don't want to say that yet because they're trying to get better about uh, the announcements that they make. You know, being more cautious, I think, would do that. So we're going to have to see. Hopefully, I PSX will have more information. Hope Hopefully. And again, I would say hopefully, but I'm probably going to say, and again, this may be a little early to say, but I doubt it. I think they're going to have a panel in which they bring out the developers and say, this is our idea. This is what the direction we're going to go in. Not necessarily they're going to have anything extra. And I could be uh, speaking too soon on this one, but... They're probably going to just talk about it and their vision. But again, I don't know. Yeah, we're getting really close to PSX now. We're within a month. Uh, we've officially hit that point. So, of course, all four of us are, you know, we're trying to contain our excitement. But over the next coming weeks, Ooh. we're going to start talking more PSX and we'll start doing some predictions and some other fun stuff that we can think about before that. But yeah, we won't really know for another month. Hopefully we'll see some gameplay or something. Uh, now, I know one game we've seen some gameplay of and we're getting more and more information for is the new Spider-Man game. Ow. Anybody who wants to jump forward can start talking about Spider-Man if you'd like. Um, I don't know if you want to cover it, Jared, since everybody else has already kind of touched on their games. Well, again, that was a fantastic trailer. It showed new characters. Uh, you could play as a different character. So that's new and exciting. Uh, it gave, gave you a little bit more backstory into Peter. So... Again, it was a great trailer. A lot of extra bosses were shown, uh, different characters, so it was a great trailer. I am very much looking forward to Spider-Man. 
what I'm wondering is, though, I, I don't know if it's if they're going to do it. I've seen people talk about it because I was thinking about it personally. Like, what if, like, when you're playing, like, for example, like, uh, because now that they've revealed that you can play as Peter Parker as well, like the like the double identity sort of thing. Like, what if you're just, like, in the street randomly just, like, as Peter Parker and you're just walking around and then, like, for example, you see, like, somebody getting robbed or a crime happening. Like, can you go, like, to an alleyway and then change into Spider-Man and then go do that? I'm wondering if they'll have some sort of feature like that. Um, I don't know. That is the whole problem of open-world games is that you could stumble upon a story moment at any moment. You could rant, you could randomly walk to three-quarters through the story before before you're, you could arrive there too early. So that's a problem with the open worlds, and I don't know how they're going to address that. I Honestly, I feel like the Peter Parker moments probably be scripted. Yeah. They're not like little set pieces. I am stoked on how beautiful that game looks, though. Holy crap. It's kind of off-putting. I'm not off-putting. It's weird to see such a good-looking Spider-Man game. I'm so used to them having, I guess, subpar graphics and visuals. Right. People were complaining that Spider-Man doesn't look very good. And personally, I think that the reason why they think that is because... You've got it in between Ghost of Tsushima, you've got it in between The Last of Us and Detroit, and those are all games that look like they have high, high visual fidelity to them, and I just think Spider-Man is the worst looking between those, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad looking game. I mean, like, somebody's got to come in fourth, right? But that doesn't mean that that makes it worse it still looks gorgeous and i agree with you i think we've gotten a couple of games where spider-man looks pretty good you know like uh spider-man edge of time is one off the top of my head where that one looked you know visually it actually looked pretty good but then that wasn't open world and web of shadows was and you know it was last generation so i can't say it looked terrible for last generation but compared to now yeah we've We've never really gotten Spider-Man games that seem to be AAA level, a lot of care, a lot of attention put into these. They've just been kind of tossed out. Now, I don't want to say that they were necessarily just, you know, somebody just decided, eh, well, you know, Spider-Man, slap a label on there and throw out a bunch of terrible ones. Because we've gotten some good Spider-Man games before, but not all of them have been great. And this one finally looks like it's going to be a great Spider-Man game. Hopefully, hopefully what Batman, the Arkham series did for DC and for Batman himself in a video game genre, hopefully this Spider-Man game will do the same thing for Marvel and Spider-Man. And I agree. Uh, the one thing I do want to just point out, uh, how you said Spider-Man is in fourth compared to all the others that come out. Uh, the reason I would probably say that, and again, I kind of agree, but I would say that the reason for that is is because you're in New York City. The There's not a lot of variety compared to like Gosto Toshima, which you're going to have samurai structures, you're going to have river valleys, you're going to have tall mountains. For Spider-Man, you're going to be in New York, 
and you're going to see just tall buildings, great architecture, but you're just going to see gray buildings. But again, that is a fun playground. So again, it's going to be how the game handles versus how unique and different the environment is. Well, I guess I should specify that, like for me personally, I think it doesn't look as good, but I'm talking about uh, like characters, the faces, the models don't look as good, as clean. Uh, that's not to say that they don't look good or that they don't look clean. And the environment honestly looks amazing. I really think that they did a very good job on the uh, New York feel, um, the division again, another good game where it's like, you know, maybe the characters don't look super realistic, but they did a great job on the environment. And I loved running around in New York doing that. So being able to swing around New York as Spider-Man, you're absolutely right. Super fun playground. Uh, but, uh, you know, again, it's you know, Ghost of, of Shishima. Uh, we've only seen a trailer for it. It wasn't actually gameplay. So what the character models look like in engine might not be nearly as good and spider-man might win out there but you know detroit become human they've been working on that game for a long time and the uh you know the facial mechanics and all like that look fantastic the last of us part two i mean it's naughty dog come on it's very high tier development for that and the first last of us already looked amazing and they're building on that so i mean for the spider-man game for being a new ip on top of it they have done a fantastic job, so I just want it to be clear that Spider-Man, in my opinion, is a fantastic-looking game by all rights. But, uh, yeah, it's just, if you had to go through and be like, well, which one looks the best, I think Spider-Man loses out on the overall. But, again, they can all be 10 out of 10, but, you know, one is, oh, this is the top one. <laughs> so just for a little clarification. Right. But... We'll get into our next two games because I'm, I'm definitely itching to talk about Detroit Become Human. This is the game we've seen several trailers for, and personally, I've been, I've kind of been on that roller coaster of really excited when I saw it. Then the second trailer came out, and I was like, oh, okay. And then that kind of lessened my excitement, and then we still didn't get a release window. Then the third trailer came out, and I'm like, okay, building up that excitement again. Like, I'm liking this. Uh, and then still no release window at all. So then that kind of kept me neutral where I was like, okay, I'm really excited for this game. I really want it to come out, but you've shown it a lot over the last few years, and I'm still waiting for this game to come out. In fact, Detroit Become Human was one of the first games advertised when the PS4 released. So we're coming up on four years now, you know, three, four years for sure, that the well, game's been advertised. Not really. Technically, the at the reveal, it was just kind of a tech demo, it, like just proof of concept. Right. The game was an, the game was announced at Paris Games Week two years ago. So at Paris Games Week, this is the second year anniversary. And again, the only thing I will say about Detroit, it does look great. I am excited, but right now we're treading into Watch Dogs territory. It has been shown to death. We are seeing a lot of information from four trailers that have shown. It is time to either put a solid release date. 
I would have sworn that this was the trailer that was going to have a date, an actual date. They gave a win a year window. Spring. It is time. Oh, did they give a? Okay. Yeah, it's they spring twenty eighteen. Okay. The next time they say anything, it needs to be a date, because right now we're treading into watchdogs territory, which is not a good thing. Yeah, I I absolutely agree. It's I now I I want to say though that it seemed like the first trailer for it did come out um like very early on. Uh, and you're right, you know, that could have been them getting started and this is just a little slice of a here's what we're working on because uh, it wasn't until you're right. We didn't actually see what the gameplay was going to be until the next trailer that they showed and that was uh that was with the robot basically being on the roof and there was a hostage situation and he you know has all these multiple choices fix it so just a little explanation if you're not sure what detroit become human is basically it's a world that looks like it's set more or less in our future and there are androids now it's kind of an irobot situation where you've got these androids that are meant to basically work as butlers as maids you know they do the general the cutting the menial work that people don't want to do on a day-to-day basis but it looks like they're starting to be mistreated and somehow some way the ai are starting to get smart and now they're starting to rebel and it looks like we're going to play as i think they've only announced three different characters there's kind of like this rebel leader then there's this more detective-looking guy, and then uh, then there's a girl. And I should have looked up their names before doing this, but <laughs> but you'll know just based on the trailers the differences between them. And they're going to be making choices, and you're going to have to see uh, how those choices all lay out. So kind of think of like a way more in-depth Telltale game. Uh, if you played Heavy Rain, it's by the same developers who created that, so you can expect if you're curious what Detroit's going to be like, look up stuff for Heavy Rain, and that's going to give you an idea of Detroit and whether or not you're going to like it. I never personally played Heavy Rain, but I wasn't really ready for that in depth of a game at the time, so I'm looking forward to this one. Great game, and it had like 23 different endings, and like everyone could live, everyone could die kind of game, so and everything in between. You could succeed or fail. So this game, again, what I find kind of interesting with the trailers that they announced, and I'm probably going to get her name wrong. I believe it is Clara. I'm probably wrong on that one. Is it but you Cara? Have... Cara, that's it. Okay. Um, you, have, you have three characters. One that's extremely bad, a rebel. You got one that's a detective, extremely good. And then you have the third robot so odds are you're going to swing either in one direction or another between the two you're either going to go closer to the good side or the bad so you're probably going to be playing the middle ground and seeing how the other two react yeah i'm not a big fan of having your story split between multiple protagonists or you know whatever you want to call it. Because I didn't really take the rebel leader to be a bad guy. I took him more as that guy who's like, 
enough's enough. I'm standing up for my people. He's trying to be a hero to his people. Uh, now, inherently, right. he doesn't look like a good guy in the trailer, but you know, you pick up on that. He's trying to free his people. So, yeah, rebel leaders, pretty accurate way to describe him. But yeah, I have no idea if these characters, well, none of us have any clue if these characters are supposed to interact in some way. Uh, I'd imagine that they'd have to. And maybe all of their stories lead into one big conclusion, but we don't know if they'll meet early on, if they'll meet midway through the game, or if it's one of those things where at the conclusion of the game is when they finally all find themselves together and they've all learned different lessons, and then you take those different lessons and apply those to the fate of the uh, to the androids. So it could be something like that. All we can do is speculate right now, but the game does look gorgeous. I, I love the story behind it. I'm all for these choice-based games. I like them myself, and it looks super interesting. The trailer that just came out was incredibly interesting because it pushed it beyond just being, well, the the androids are being misused or they're starting to become wiser or more human-like, and so they don't want to do these menial jobs anymore. It looks like it's going beyond just freedom for the for the androids and it's also these moral dilemmas because the trailer they showed at paris games week was an android and it looked like it did look like Kara to me it didn't look like a new it it was that was her that's what i thought okay so the first trailer we seen her in she has cut hair so this is giving a little more backstory to her as she had her her memory wiped so this is her getting brought back to the house after you know, something happened in the past. We don't know what, but it alludes to it in the trailer a little further on where it's a man and his daughter and the daughter's shying away from Kara. She can't really figure out why. So she tries to say like, I'm sure we were friends before I got reset. Maybe we can be friends again. And she starts to piece together because the little girl seems to be leaving her hints that it's like, look, you need to be careful. He's not a good guy. And then you find out that this is an abusive father relationship, which is not an easy thing to see. Now, I personally wouldn't put up with somebody like that. But as a subservient AI robot, you're supposed to do what you're told. So then that's where the dilemma comes in. Do you step in? Do you save the girl? Do you do what you're told? And to me that's been like the most interesting trailer we've had for the game so far. So it's just, it built me up a lot. I wanted it to be on this list. It looked like it's going to be really, really good. Mm -hmm. Now. Yeah. That was some pretty heavy stuff they had in that trailer, man. That really sold me on this game. Yes. Now, speaking of heavy trailers, we have saved, well, it's hard to say the best for last, but let's face it, we all know The Last of Us 2 is going to be a phenomenal game. Like, I think everybody's kind of got it in their pocket already that this will be a 10 out of 10 kind of game if you're into the, to the number rating system. But yeah, The Last of Us Part 2. Now, of course, we're all excited for the game. We don't need to elaborate on that. I'm sure a lot of listeners are too. But it was a heavy trailer, and there's been some controversy around it and all that, but I'm mostly just curious to hear what you guys 
thought about the trailer. Oh man, that was a treat to come back home and see a lot another Last of Us two trailer. Um, I I could see how it upset some people, but at the same time, I don't think it. I don't think it really upset as many people as um, some articles may have claimed. I think it was just more to garner attention, if anything. Yeah, I have to agree with what you said. Um, if you remember the very, I think it was the second trailer for The Last of Us. The second time they showed it, they showed uh, Joel shoot a guy in the face, and they actually showed it in the trailer. That also raised a lot of controversy because that was the first time it actually happened on stage. So, again, this is kind of another one of those things to where it showed that this trailer that supposed may or may not happen in the game, but they actually showed it. So they're pushing the boundaries of what they can actually show. So that's kind of what Naughty Dog does. Well, and let me let me ask you guys this because this might be a better way to approach it. Of course, it's it's a little more of a sensitive topic, and so we want to leave it open ended enough to just be like, "Hey, this is this is our opinions. This is how we felt about the trailers," and it can be open for discussion for anybody else who wants to write in as well. Um, but we've definitely heard how people feel. Long story short, is people thought it was too graphic. Some people thought it was too violent against women. Um, you know, the list kind of starts to just go on from there, but how, how did you guys feel? Did you feel that it was uh, needlessly violent? Did you feel like it was appropriate for the show? Maybe we'll just, we'll throw out our own opinions of it and kind of leave it for what it is. True. I mean, the perspective we have on it is going to be different from maybe other people's, but I mean, just knowing what The Last of Us is all about and, you know, just playing video games in general, you kind of are used to stuff like that. Now, maybe because it was at a big gaming conference, you know, Paris Games Week, maybe that's that would be, um, I don't know, not, not everyone's game, right? Not everyone's going to love The Last of Us, which is crazy, I know, but <laughs> everyone has their opinions and preferences. So maybe in that regards, I could see how that's causing more controversy. But I mean, if for someone who knows what The Last of Us is and what to expect, it's kind of... I, I wasn't off-put by it at all. But I, I can definitely see how one could be. I was thinking kind of the same thing, right? Where it wasn't off-putting for me, and I'll explain why in a second... But I do think that maybe that particular trailer would have been best at PSX. It would have still generated a lot of news. I mean, you can make a Last of Us 2 announcement in some back alleyway with a couple dozen people in the streets, and word will still spread around the world. You know, it's it's a big game. So maybe that wasn't the best place to show it. But as far as showing that particular trailer, I don't think they were wrong to show that. Um... Uh, you know, like personally, my counter argument for the controversy that's been wrapped around it is, you know, yeah, there was some, there was definitely some very violent stuff that happened. 
Uh, anybody who knows The Last of Us knows it's a very violent world. It's post-apocalyptic. There is no, um, you know, people are not worried about other people's feelings. People are out for survival. And uh, let's face it, how many movies have we seen already, even books that depict post-apocalyptic and things always go very dark because that's how people interpret the end of the world is that people aren't polite to each other. People don't care about other people anymore. They're looking out for numero uno and it's a very dark situation to be in. And that doesn't matter. It no longer matters what your gender is, what your race is. All that stuff gets thrown out the window in post-apocalyptic world because you just got to do what you got to do for yourself and for your people. Uh, you know, meaning like your group, kind of like the walking dead, you know, like they've got their group of people traveling around and they become like family. So to me, I interpreted it like uh, there were bad guys doing bad things and then the tables turned and those bad guys got what was coming to them for doing such terrible things. So, you know, for me, no, I wasn't offended by the trailer and take it for what what it is. You know, I'm a 25-year-old white male, so for some people that's going to yeah, kind of negate opinions and all that, but... Otherwise, I thought the trailer looked beautiful. I am more psyched for The Last of Us now than I was before because now I'm really curious to see what that was about. Uh, like, Jared, you've got some speculations, and I'll like, talk mm -hmm. about those in just a second. But I think that it could just... Like, I don't think we're going to play as other players, but... I do love the idea of them expanding the world even more because people have talked about can The Last of Us survive without Joel or Ellie being the main protagonist. This could be their uh, their way of kind of slowly wading into waters where they're going to wean us away from these two characters and let us realize that the world is interesting enough to be able to continue stories just in the world alone. Mm, yeah, um, I just had a couple thoughts. Uh, Naughty Dog is keeping up. They're making a new tradition. Uh, as everyone probably knows and saw, uh, on Outbreak Day, and I believe that's uh, in September, on the day that the outbreak occurred in The Last of Us, Naughty Dog sends out or creates a poster, and that poster depicts what is now going to be the trailer that comes up a few months later. Last year, it was Ellie's arm, and it had a unique art to it, but it was Ellie's tattoo. This year, it was a picture of the forest, a fire, a, a car on fire, which had an outline of a wolf, along with the arm and hammer. So the hammer that was shown in the trailer was in the poster so naughty dog is showing uh foreshadowing what's to come and we're i was looking at that poster and thinking what was there a wolf like a wolf group in the last of us that comes back and has revenge but again as far as how controversial that trailer is i it is in the fact that Naughty Dog, Naughty Dog's last game, The Last of Us, it, how should I say this, it, it had more sorrow 
more sorrow than violence. It was a violent game, but it was more sorrowful. Now this one, you actually saw the violence like straight. You cannot avoid it. There was more sorrow in The Last of Us. But, again, the Naughty Dog would not have put out that trailer if it was just kind of a tone piece. I think there's a lot more significance to that trailer that will be explained in the game. Like, this is a major, major set piece for the whole story. So, that's my two cents on that one. Well, and you're right, because Neil Druckmann came out and he said it at PSX, we saw it live, that the first game being about love, so Joel loved... Okay, so we're going to go into spoilers a little bit for Last of Us 1 just for the next few seconds, but... So if you haven't played it, this is your warning now. (laughs) So in The Last of Us 1, it's about love because Joel loses his daughter. It's the first thing that happens in the beginning of the game. And so all of a sudden, your heart's breaking for this man who just went through something very tragic. You even play as the daughter a little bit, so then that makes it a little more personal. Like, what what an awesome, fantastic idea of Naughty Dog to say well, we could just have his daughter die and it's a part of the story or we can have it be that you play as her, build that connection, now we're going to kill her. And it's like, what What a great idea to really get people involved in that character. So it starts off with that heartbreak because this man loves his daughter so much. Again, the theme being love. Then you can tell that all these years later, although he's moved on, that love starts to come back with Ellie. He starts to remember those feelings again. So the whole game is based around love. And we'll get out of the spoiler territory for that. But Neil Druckmann is quoted as saying, if the first game is about love, the second game is about the opposite. So he doesn't come right out and say it, but he says that The Last of Us 2 is about hate. And based on the trailers we've seen so far, it's a lot to do with revenge. And my personal speculation because people are saying that this might be ellie's mom maybe maybe not i almost feel like there's a chance that this is a rebel group sort of situation and now another heavy speculation that people had even directly after the trailer at psx last year uh, because again this trailer we don't see joel and ellie at all they don't make an appearance last year We see Ellie for sure, but then Joel is still in this place where people are thinking maybe Joel is dead because he looks kind of ghostly, like you can't see through him, but there's this bright light on him. You never actually see his face. You just hear him talking a little bit. So the conclusion I come to is that if Joel actually is dead, this rebel group might have gotten a hold of Ellie and Joel and maybe only Ellie escaped. Maybe they killed Joel and now Ellie's looking to go after this group again. And maybe she'll pair up with the characters that we saw, uh, you know, the two girls and then the, I'm assuming it looked like a younger boy that was with them. She might team up with them to try to take down this rebel group. The woman who we saw who was making the orders might've just been a, uh, obviously probably not like the leader of the group, but maybe um, kind of a general kind of, situation where it's like okay 
I'm going to send you and your troops out and you're going to go do this. And so she was the boss for that little militia sort of thing. That's what I took away from it. I don't know if you guys feel differently. No, I think you nailed it on the head. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, just to me, it makes kind of the most sense. And uh, I would be super disappointed if that's the case. I, I really like Joel, but if, yeah, if the focus is meant to be more on Ellie and Joel is already, we don't hear his age, but he's already fairly old in the first, uh, the first last of us, not that he's like decrepit or anything like that, but I mean, how, how much further are they going to be able to go into life? And I don't think we're going to be seeing Joel dying peacefully in his sleep. That just doesn't strike me as a choice Naughty Dog would make. So I could see them doing something dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If they're going to go on a dark route, this would definitely be a dark way to do it to, you know, break your heart in the beginning of the game. Oh, yeah. But nonetheless, it looks like it's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah, I think so, too. It would be kind of strange i mean because the the big draw for me when i was playing the last of us was the relationship between joel and ellie so it would be interesting if they do happen to kill him off yeah it's just gonna be a win though beginning middle or end so it'll be interesting to see what how naughty dog plays it yep well That was our choices for Paris Games Week and what we think we're, you know, what we're looking forward to, what looks exciting to us. And so this game break is over for now, but the gaming doesn't stop here. So you get out there, keep doing what you love. And remember, if you want to be on the show uh, or just to be able to discuss a topic or to write in, give us feedback, then you can go over to game-break.com it's absolutely free you can be a guest leave a comment or just write in with the topic you want to hear us talk about and let us know what you think of the show remember to please subscribe like and share you know that spiel already and until next time we've enjoyed having you with us and we can't wait to see you until the next episode (laughs) 